Hello, my loves. Welcome back to the show. Inspired Babes, the Let's Chat podcast. So I had the most fabulous guest on the show today, and I cannot wait for you to hear all the juicy nuggets around spirituality and being a healer and what that looks like. And also hearing Sean's story and how he has gotten to where he is today. And we talk about plant medicine, we talk about trauma, and we talk about having an awareness around your shadows and all the dark times of your life so that you can break free and you can start living a life that you feel fulfilled in. And the power in being a healer to teach other one to become their own self healers and the power behind that and knowing that everyone is capable of that exact thing, being a healer or whatever that is for you. But in the spiritual community, healers need healers. And we all have the most incredible gifts, talents, and abilities to change the world. And when you hear, you know, Sean's story, you will be touched, moved, and inspired in a way where it will have you look at your life differently. It will have you, in a way, give you permission and take a step back and, oh my God, wow, look at what he's been through, but look at where he's at now. And do I want to make shifts in my life? What light bulbs go off during this episode in your mind in such a way where you want to make a shift? Because for me, I'm all about listening to content where I'm having a light bulb go off and it shifts something for me. I have a breakthrough around what it is I'm dealing with. And so I want you to listen in a way of, okay, where are you stuck in your life? I mean, obviously you were pulled to this episode for a reason, right? And you're here listening. And so wherever in your life that you are not free, listen in a way where you want freedom, right? And you may get a golden nugget, one, two, three, or four golden nuggets out of this whole episode. And if you do, I would love your feedback. And I'm sure Sean would love it as well. And, you know, um, I do want to share a little bit about Sean though. You know, Sean is a facilitator of transformational experiences through one-on-one programs. And he does soul revival weekend retreats with plant medicine. And, you know, he's a guy that uses holistic and intuitive approaches to bring people out of their mental prison and to get access to the freedom within. And he basically is helping people get to their path that they were born to be on. And it's so inspiring to me. And so just buckle up for this incredible episode and please follow me along my journey on social media, on Instagram, Micah J. Bruin. I'm even on Facebook and on TikTok. And go connect, reach out, say hi. I would love to hear from you and enjoy this lovely episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Inspired Babes, the Let's Chat podcast. I have Sean Graves here, and I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Yeah, I'm I'm so psyched to be here, Mika. This is uh, uh yeah. yeah, the way that we connected, the synchronicity. It's it's beautiful to be here with you. Yeah, well, thank you so much. And you know, as I was reading, you know, some of your posts. I mean, obviously, I, I always read them, but something you had mentioned, um, 
is you're a guide that uses holistic and intuitive approaches to bring people out of their mental prison mm. into freedom within. Mm-hmm. And that really spoke to me because I feel that is such a big thing right now is people are in this mental prison. Yeah. I've been there. You've yeah. been there. And so it's beautiful with what you're up to and what you're creating in the world with all your retreats and, you know, using psilocybin to assist people in that and working with people one-on-one, it's truly inspiring because it's making a difference. Oh, thank you for that. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm at a point right now where I'm just following the guidance. I'm just following the highest joy in, in these, these ceremonies, these retreats, like being connected with people and community singing, dancing, celebrating, going deep together, uh, sharing really vulnerably, being out in nature. That's, that's all I want to do. And anything outside of that, I'm like, why am I putting energy towards that? Like, this is what I'm here for. So just following that. Mm. And you know, it takes something I feel like, I mean, I don't know, you tell me how you feel, but like to get to that space, to really get aligned and say, okay, what is going to serve me and my highest good right now? versus what everyone else thinks we should do, you know? It's a whole journey to get to that place. (laughs) Not an overnight thing for sure. Yeah. Oh my God. It's been like six years in the making for me. Really? Six years? Yeah. Oh my God. That was when I left the the nine to five world and just Mm. totally jumped into the the wild unknown with zero plan Mm. other than like, all right, this is what I'm supposed to do right now. And had no idea what that was going to unfold, but it led me to here. So super yeah. grateful for that. Yeah. What, what had, what was that moment for you to be like, okay, I'm done working nine to five, like something, there was a moment, right. For you that. Yeah. I mean, it was, a, it was a series of moments, but like, I can, I remember really potently, like the, the big one was I went to Peru in 20, at the end of 2014, mm. did uh, seven nights in the jungle, used ayahuasca just it pulled the lid off everything like everything was revealed to me who i was why i was here um what the nature of reality was and it it was just very mystical and it showed me a world that i was so not tapped into Mm -hmm. until that point and that's why my soul led me down there because right when i heard it on another on a joe rogan podcast actually someone was uh sharing their story about their ayahuasca journey and my i instantly i was like yep need to go do that. And I signed up that night for the next retreat. And I, I spent every dollar in my bank account to do it. Yeah. And I was, my ego was like, what the hell are you doing, man? Like what, what, are, <laughs> yeah. what's going on? And, and then, so I came back from that experience and I, like, I bawled my eyes out on the plane ride back, like tears of joy, like huge releases. And I, I went back to work into the office, um, a few days after and my computer was shut off and I was restarting it. And I just saw my reflection in the dark screen. And I just saw this little office I was in and I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, what is this? Like, how, why would I, why would I do this? I don't care about any of this. And I, and I stayed in it for like another three or four months or so just to like, for practical reasons. But, um, and, and it was all like so aligned and synchronistic. Like my company got sold. And then we had to change offices and the new office was like this horrible environment that was way worse than the one I was in. And it was like, oh yeah, it's time. Mm. And, and I, I booked a trip to, to a one-way ticket to California and, and that was, that was kind of it. 
just got out of there, knew it needed to happen. Oh my God. How yeah. powerful is that? Right? Like it was very powerful. It, it was, and, I, and it was the most excited I had ever felt, but I was also super scared um, because I didn't have a plan and I knew that I, I wasn't going to go get another job like this. And I knew that I had to start like, yeah, coming up with and really thinking about what I cared about and what I want to do in this life and what matters to me and how I want to serve humanity, how I want to serve the earth. Um, and there was a lot of layers on top of that. So yeah, that really kicked off the healing journey. And it was, it was super intense at the beginning for a lot of it actually, but yeah. How incredible is that? And it's, it's just interesting getting out of that, that mindset though, because it is so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and going into the unknown and just being like, I don't really know the plan, but we're going to just step into this anyway and trust that I will be able to guide myself to where it needs to go, you know? And like, so totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the biggest theme is, is trust. You know, one of my mentors says that trust is the most powerful force in the universe. And I, and there's a lot of reasons why, but I feel like the core one for me is that like to go into the unknown is all new possibility away from what you've always known away from that, that ego persona that we've all uh, developed throughout this life. And it loves comfort and convenience. And to find our, tr- our true nature, our true self, we have to go to the unknown. There's no other way to have that reveal itself. And because that's, that's infinite possibility is the unknown. And yeah, we're just so wired to be scared of that. And all these fears around the worst things that could happen if we do it. And the trust is what carries you through. And the trust is what starts to uh, tap you into yeah, the nature of this reality and that you're part of something so much greater and that the, the source that created you, God, the universe, whatever term you have for it, uh, really does love you so deeply and supports you in every way. But this is a planet of free choice and you can choose to walk the path of the ego and comfort and convenience, or you can, you can ask for that trust and, and, go into the unknown and find yourself again. So it's, it's really all of our own individual choice for that. Yeah. And I think that, you know, something that I love about the medicine, which has really taught me is to really be able to go in my body and to trust myself. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's really scary, you know, being so conditioned in this world and believing that we need all these outside things to fulfill us and to give us all the answers. And so really stepping into this, it's not an easy journey. I don't feel sometimes it's dark. Sometimes it's so unfamiliar. You're like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, yeah, holy shit. <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, it's constant death, you know, like you, you're so many parts of yourself have to die and fall away to lead you back to you again. And that death process um, and feeling all of that, which we've been avoiding and escaping and using our coping strategies to get away from, it can be brutal. Like there's no avoiding that, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be, when you're on this journey, there's going to be those times where you just hit the bottom and you hit it hard, but that's, that's where the gift is. That's where um, the Phoenix rises from the ashes again. That's where 
you know, you're, you're leaving the old hermit crab shell that doesn't fit the expansion that's going on. And you have to get out and be naked and vulnerable and go find another bigger shell that fits that. And it's just like the constant process of that, which is, it's no different than nature. Nature is always constantly recycling and death and rebirth. And it's the same thing with us too. And that's why ayahuasca and these plant medicines were so powerful for me because they accelerated that and they made me experience it like right in that moment. And I had nowhere to run. I couldn't avoid anything. I had to go through it right there. And uh, yeah, it was like 10 years of, of therapy or like going through that process all in you know a week when I was in Peru. And then the mushrooms have been my favorite medicine recently because every time I've been doing them, um, my mind just gets out of the way and I just so deeply remember who I am again. And just getting a taste of that is so good. And so like you're tapped into everything, you know who you are. There's no doubting, there's no reasoning. It's just consciousness pouring through. You're not thinking about everything. And uh, yeah, just the power of that. And, and, I, and I feel like empowerment and inspiration is a, like a huge thing that I'm here to gift myself and then other people that I work with and just interact with in general. And, and the mushrooms have helped me do that so much. So I'm yeah. so grateful for them. Yeah, yeah. What do you feel like, <clears throat> I mean, just to relate here with um, men and even women, what are some really dark spaces that you have overcome? Like as you started this journey, yeah. it could be your shadows, it could be whatever, but what are those things that you've had to overcome to step into you now? Yeah. Oh my goodness. There's been quite a few deaths over the years yeah. for me, but I, I think one of the like lowest points was when I moved to California and I, I started off super free and excited for this new life and everything was great. And I had some money saved up and within three months I was totally broke. I had to leave my apartment and I had nowhere to go. And I started living out of my car and, um, it was just full blown survival mode. Like that's the only, that was the only lens that I could see through. And I got to this place where I was just, yeah, I was parking in random neighborhoods all throughout Southern California and just so lost and so ashamed of myself. Like, look at me, I came out here and look, look, look what happened. Mm -hmm. But I had always had a fear of being homeless. And like, I was always very insecure within myself throughout my whole life. And uh, now that my soul led me to this experience of, of living out of my car and like barely keeping my head above the water. And I was driving for Uber and I had all of my stuff in the trunk, like my whole life packed in the trunk. And I used to have to tell people, oh, I'm going on a road trip later because they would want to put their stuff like in the trunk. And I'm like, can you just throw it in the back with you? And, uh, and then at night I would just lean my seat down and, and try to sleep and I'd get shitty sleep and wake up just in super fight or flight mode. I drove for like six months with no car insurance because I couldn't afford it barely had money for gas and food. And it was just a struggle. And I like so many times I would just break down in my car and be like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't take this anymore. And like, there's so many times where the ego comes in and just wants to give up. And it's like, all right, go get the old job again. Just like go back to the comfort and convenience. That would be so easy. Yeah. And my spirit was just like, nope, this is, this is part of the deconditioning. Like you got to go through this and it's real deep. And this is how we, this is how it gets purged out. 
And this is how you start to believe in yourself again. And this is, this is like the hero's journey that we all can be invited to go on within ourselves. And ultimately like that got me to a place of making a powerful choice of like, all right, I'm not doing this to myself anymore. I love myself too much to put myself through this. And now I'm going to, uh, I'm going to turn everything around. So yeah, there was a few times in the car where I just lost it and I was punching the steering wheel and I was just crying and, um, yeah, so ashamed to tell anybody what I was going through and just went through it by myself in a lot of ways. And yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. That is like, it's so in a way beautiful because that's just, that was a big factor in where you are now, you know, and it's so cool being in conversation with people and just hearing, just getting their world, hearing about all of it and how it led you to here. And it's, it's super inspiring because it also allows permission for other people to say, wow, look, we're all human. We all go through different layers in life and some of it's so uncomfortable, but you're not alone because we all go through it, you know? It's funny too, because now like you're seeing it in the culture, people are starting to do things that make them feel uncomfortable. Like you're seeing lots of people do the cold plunges and doing, um, you know, like sweat lodges and just different, you know, fasting vision quests, things that are very uncomfortable to the body to, to get us out of that spell of, of immediate gratification, comfort, convenience, because it's, our society has just lulled us into that so deeply to just be, yeah, mindless consumers that are just addicted to those things. And you can so easily distract yourself from doing the inner work and, and to feeling the things that need to be felt that you stuff down from childhood or yeah, any trauma that you had from early childhood or teenage years. Yeah. We have a culture that makes, makes it so easy to escape that. And that's what a lot of us are doing. And that that's uh, leading to the mental health crisis that we have going on right now. And the depression, the anxiety, all of it directly correlated to us not expressing who we are and not feeling the feelings and um, not listening to that inner guidance and just bottling up and not talking about what's going on inside of us and just pretending like it's not there. It's just, yeah, it's so easy to do. So I I don't blame people that do it, but I think more and more of us are starting to get the itch that needs to be scratched and, and their soul is not letting them just do, you know, do that anymore. So, Oh, it's a mass awakening in the collective consciousness right now. For sure. But I totally agree with you as far as like, it's so easy to just get distracted and not, I mean, you have to like, I was listening to Joe Dispenza and he was saying, you know, you literally have to alter your routine. Like you have to do something so drastic to start shifting your DNA. You have to rewire the brain. Yeah. And because it's so conditioned, we're looking for the same result, same thing every goddamn day. Mm -hmm. If you don't do the cold plunges or the plant medicine or the meditation and ways to actually get centered, you're going to be recreating the same shit over and over and over again, like fucking merry-go-round. Totally. And that's miserable and creates so much insanity. Like you want out of it, but you're doing the same shit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then you start beating yourself up for that. And like your mind starts beating yourself up. Like, look at you. You're doing like, you're, (laughs) 
you're in misery, just doing the same thing again and again. Like, why can't you get yourself out of this? But yet it's the thing that's creating the, the problem anyways, and labeling it as a problem and labeling it, judging all the different things. And yeah, I love Joe and the work that he's doing because his, his meditations and his, like the breath, the breathing, and Mm -hmm. he's literally showing people what infinite possibility is. He's getting them, he's taking the mind out of the body and showing people like, Hey, your personality creates your personal reality. And until you shift that nothing happens, your inner world is everything. The outer world is literally just a reflection of that. Nothing more. And quantum mechanics tells us that it's like, we have the info. And, and one of the things he also says that I love is it's not enough to know we have to know how. And it's so true because like we get all these things conceptually, but we don't do them. We're like, oh yeah, that's nice. I get that. That's cool. But then it yeah. doesn't get embodied and nothing happens. Right. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, but people don't know. They don't know what to do. And like with you, you know, when you're coaching, you know, your clients and what are things that you give them? Like, okay, let's, let's start here. You know, like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's kind of, three or four pillars. And to me, like the number one thing is self-awareness and, and becoming very aware of your energy and, and where that's going throughout the day with your thoughts, with your actions, because we're so many of us are living life unconsciously and just from, um, yeah, the habitual patterns and, 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 you know, most of our thoughts are the same as the day before and the week before. And so when you start to really have someone um, pay attention to that. They can start to see it and they can start to see why things aren't shifting for them and why they feel stuck because it, they're showing up in the same way every day. So mm-hmm. self-awareness is, is a huge piece of that. And then it's starting to, um, yeah, become aware of like, okay, what's, what's the, what's the heaviness? Like, what is, where's the struggle? Like what's, what's the shadow that's been there for a long time? Like, let's look at that. Where, where is that coming from? What's that asking of you? Because all it, the shadow, all it wants is to be integrated and it wants to become whole again. It's a part that we rejected at some point when we were little and it wants to be informed. It, doesn't, it didn't understand back during that time what was going on and, and why that thing needed to happen, that, trauma, that traumatic thing. And so now with the awareness that we have as conscious adults, like we have to inform those parts, those shadows, and then they go and then they dissolve, they become whole, they become integrated. And they're not, they're not tapping you on the shoulder every day and making you miserable and creating suffering for you. The only reason they're doing that is because they're seeking that wholeness. And it's so easy to, yeah, judge the shadow and hate it and resist it. Like resistance is the biggest thing. So I help people clarify where the resistance is going in because that's blocking your flow like the energy that's coming down through your through your crown down through your feet into the earth like we block that with our inner resistance to what is mm. and we fight against what is and without acceptance of that uh you can't go anywhere and I, i've had to it took me years to learn that yeah. and um and then yeah so it goes and then it goes from there to tapping into the vision you know, like what matters to you? What do you care about? What do you want to be doing in this life? What, what feels, what are ways of expression that feel good to you? Um, yeah. What do you value and, and what would be like the highest 
creation, if there wasn't any obstacles like money and all the excuses that you have in your head about why you can't do certain things and just getting people excited about the future and creating that new possibility, showing them like, Hey, it's, you're the source. There's, there's nothing that you can't create here. And the desires that you have are meant for you. And you just have to express them. You have to believe them. You have to allow them to come through and and to do that. Um, yeah, you got to change, you got to change your behavior and you got to start to become that person that does those things, like become that freedom that you're seeking, like be that, feel that, know that, and do that before things in the outside shift. Like some, like me for so long and so many other people look at the outer circumstances and let that dictate everything. You know, like just a quick example is that of that is like, Oh, I'm a bun. I want to be abundant. I want to, I want to become an abundant person, a prosperous person. I want to change my financial situation or the way that I've been seeing myself. And, um, you know, they feel that and maybe they listen to a song or some music that like inspires that feeling more. And they start to really like, yeah, all right, I'm doing something right now. I'm feeling that. And then they get a bill in the mail or like something happens where, um, yeah, they, somebody tells them they owe them money. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I'm not abundant anymore. Mm-hmm. Like that feeling of right. abundance is gone. And they, yeah. they let that symbol from the outside, that bill dictate to them, they must not be abundant, but they don't realize that that's the old reality, the old ways that they used to see things just coming back mm-hmm. because of the conditioning. And you have to move through that and continue to feel and cultivate in that that knowingness that you are abundant, you are prosperous. This universe is a is infinitely abundant, and you are a part of that. You are that, and coming back into that knowing, because we've been so programmed and heavily inundated with scarcity and lack. It's in our DNA. Our culture puts it everywhere. Victimhood, victimhood. This happened to me, and that's the only time where people pay attention or care about me. So I'm going to stay in that victim place, and that's like one of the biggest shadows. And and it's such a beautiful time to come back into our power again, and leave behind all forms of victimhood in every area of our life, because that's the thing that drags us back. That's the thing that disconnects us from our spirit. We're infinite awareness, points of attention for all that is, and I, one of the things I love to teach people is and bring into their space is we're really in our spiritual journey. We're moving from little me consciousness, like me being Sean in this, this body, this persona that I've, that I've built over time, uh, leaving that for pure awareness, mm-hmm. pure awareness and, and infinite, uh, creativity and, and, I'm on, I'm the moment unfolding. That's truly who I am. And these labels and identities that people lock into, keep them from that and, uh, separated from the greater power from the source. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, yeah. That reminds me of, um, in Joe Dispenza's becoming supernatural, how he talks about that in your meditation, like leave all that behind your source, your energy yeah. Just be like you're not your identity, nothing. And so that is a really powerful tool just to like, let go of all that, let go of all of it. Not so. easy to do, but, but very worthwhile. And yeah, it's scary. And that's why 
it's so important to be in communities and be around other people that are doing the same thing. And it's, that's why I think this whole kind of coaching healing industry has really exploded because it's, it's really just like people who have gone through that process for themselves and, and now are embodying a certain kind of energy or level of consciousness. And then those who are, who are just starting their process or maybe in the middle of it are aligning with those people to, um, feel the other side to get that possibility of like, okay, here's what's on the other side. It's okay for me to let go. It's okay for me to drop all these identities and labels and limitations and go into that unknown. And it, and it, it just really helps to have someone guide you through it and be there for you through it. But ultimately like you're the one going through the door. You're the one crossing the bridge. No one can do that for you, but they can be on the other side and be like, Hey, it's awesome over here. Uh, and it's safe and you're okay. And, and I'll, I'll coach you through some of the tough parts of that, but you have to keep choosing again and again. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I really do. And it's powerful too. Cause I really get, you know, as I'm in my work, um, I'm real, I'm, as I'm in it, I'm not realizing because of everything I'm walking through, it will make a difference for other people. Yeah. Just kind of going off with what you're saying. I mean, I think I used to not believe the impact I had. I was so insecure about, oh, me? Whoa, who am I? Like, wait. But it's like, no, like I have so much wisdom. Every time I'm in a breakdown and I gain more knowledge about myself and have these insights, I'm like, I have so much fucking wisdom now. I'm going to share with everybody because I want them to have a breakthrough too. You know, like it's like owning that power. It's it. There's so, it's just so profound being able to step into that. And so as I, as I see people walk through this journey, I'm like, oh shit, you're making a huge impact because you're walking through this and it's powerful. Mm. It's It's so so powerful. powerful. And it's all like, it's, it's just life. You know, we have these experiences and the things that we go through so that we can share it and that we can help others through that sharing. Like we're all connected. It's the whole point. Like we, like, yes, we're going through it for our own soul's journey and growth and evolution, but ultimately like, yeah, we, what we're going through is a gift in our service to humanity in, in that evolution so that other people can either be invited into their own evolution or they can get support as they're going through it. And, uh, we all need each other for that so much. And yeah, there's a million things I could say about the situation in the world, but I think, um, (laughs) the isolation part of that, um, was something that was really desiring to be imposed because certain, certain folks know that during this time of, of spiritual awakening, um, the more we come together in community and are going through this process together, things get amplified and accelerated so much. And we've just become so powerful mm. and those prayers just get sent out with so much higher frequency yeah. and things get manifested much faster. And, um, yeah, it's nice to see us coming out of that and recognizing the importance of, of being together and connecting and being in communities. And now I think like, do you see this? I, one, one thing I've been noticing and I, and I went through this myself really intensely at the, like towards the beginning of this journey 
um, is like an isolation period. It's, it's, you feel super lonely. Like no one gets you, no one understands you. And you, you're like looking for your tribe. You're looking for people that are like interested in what you're interested in. And, and all of your old friends kind of start to go away. And maybe even your family members start to dwindle and like not talk to you as much, or you, you feel repelled from being around energies like that. And then you go through that period of like, I'm so fucking lonely and I don't know where, what to do, where to go. Like, where's my tribe at? But in that process, as you're shifting your frequency and changing your energy, yeah, those things, those people and those energies are falling away and then you can't see it yet, but you're, you're actually starting to pull in your soul family, your tribe, they're coming yeah. towards you and you don't know it yet. But at, cer- at a certain point, like they just start coming in quick and you start knowing synchronicities line up, you know, the places to go where they might be. And then it just sparks from there. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree with you. I've been through that same exact experience for sure. Mm-hmm. And I love, I, every time I meditated, actually, when I was, um, actually, I still do it but I get in this space of like just energy. Right. And I envision just all the people coming just like a magnet, right? Like all the things that are a vibrational match to me and what I'm up to is coming. Mm. Anything that doesn't serve me is falling. Everything that's going to serve me will come. And it's, it's so huge in meditation because it's being super intentional in you know, creating that, I mean, it will automatically like energy is everything. So with what you're saying, I mean, things will fall off, things will come, but being really intentional with it adds so much power. Yeah. So I feel like, I feel like a meditation practice is pivotal. Like it does, you don't, there's this weird stigma of like, Oh, I can't do that. Like, Oh, I'm not good at that. Yeah. I'm not a meditator. I know, but it's like, no, we, we have to use that as a tool in our belt because we have so much information just constantly bombarding us from every direction. Our brain is so overly stimulated and it's just, it's too much. It's overwhelming. If, if you're not taking even just a few minutes to just sit down and be in silence for 10 minutes with yourself or to put on some binaural beats and relax your mind, um, yeah, you're going to feel really crazy. Like days that I don't meditate. Yeah. My day is completely different. Yeah. I feel the overwhelm so much more. I feel the anxiety and the meditation like gives me the space to walk through that and not get caught into it and to be able to see something before I would normally react to it. And, uh, it's, it's just focusing the mind. It's stilling the mind's focusing it. And that's what we've kind of lost in our in our culture as we're like addicted to dopamine hits and immediate gratification and information from every angle. And yeah, I struggled with that. And I still do at times like feeling like, Holy shit, there's so many choices. Am I going to make the right one? Is this the right direction I should go? in? is this how I should help people? Is this the right angle for my healing and guiding work? Like it just gets intense at times. And the meditation like starts to simplify things again and bring you back to your center of like, all right, Keep things simple. Truth is always the most simple. It's the mind that's complex and puts you in this crazy place and gets the overwhelm from all the choices. And that's not where I want to be. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. And I, something too, I feel like people 
um, it's good for people to know is like when you are in meditation, I think for me, like I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to feel, Yeah, I didn't want to feel what was showing up for me Yeah, because it was so fucking uncomfortable. I'm like, oh shit, fuck this shit. I can't do it. Oh, you know, uh-huh. but it's like being able to be still in the body and allow that anger, that sadness, whatever stored emotions are there just to rise as you're being still there's so much value in that because we, the energy in our body should be moving like at this beautiful flow. Right. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I always tell people like, especially with medicine, right. Anytime you have a physical, you know, um, thing that shows up, it's just stuck emotions. It just wants to get out, allow yourself to get it out. Yeah. But we were taught to suppress, pretend everything's okay. Take Don't a pill. Take. Exactly. Take mm-hmm. freaking pill. I was medicated a lot of my life till I was like 18. Yep. And it turned off my intuition and my gifts for so long. I mean, it still came in, but I'm like, oh shit. It, it's crazy what it what it will do to people. Yeah, it definitely blocks your life force and it blocks your connection to your to your true nature. Mm-hmm. It could be why? Because it numbs you. It it keeps you from feeling. And then all of a sudden you get off the medication and you have this like these piled up emotions. And at some point, and I've seen it in medicine ceremonies too, or like someone that's been medicated for a while or like anti-depression stuff, it's like a waterfall, but it all comes out at once. And it, yeah, it's super intense, but um, it's beautiful. Like I've gotten to a place where I see people going through their purge and having a really tough time. And I'm like, oh, that's amazing. Like sending you so many blessings because I know what's on the other side of that. And, and that's, that's like becoming a conscious master of yourself. Like I wish when we were and and I, and I really, yeah, I'm, I'm called to start doing this stuff more, but just with the younger generations, like we didn't get a manual. We weren't taught about emotions and how, what they are and how to work with them and how to regulate them. And when you're meditating and you're just observing the uncomfortable stuff that might show up, the parts of you that are just that are coming up to be released, um, that's mastery. That's true mastery. And at some point, like, what are we going to do? Are we going to spend our whole lives avoiding and being in suffering and taking pills and, and using our coping strategies and just in that constant like ping pong of like, oh, I feel terrible, take a pill or, oh, I feel terrible, I'm going to drink my face off. Or we can just start to slowly sit for 10 minutes a day and just start to notice ourselves and let that stuff happen naturally. And then even just doing that for like a year, you become so free. And then anything on the outside, when you go out into the world, doesn't get you like your nervous system might get struck and you might feel really intensely, but you don't attach to that and it doesn't become your story and you can see outside of it and you can soothe yourself and become your own parent and guide yourself through the process instead of it being this super intense feeling. And then uh, I don't know what to do. And then escaping it in some kind of way. That's what we did as children. Cause we didn't know, yeah. you know, like we're these little bodies trying to feel like, Oh my God, this, in- this feeling is so intense. I don't know what to do right now. Like, and you find some way to internalize that or to get, get out of it. Like I remember when I was a kid, I had so much guilt and shame and insecurity like the phone would ring in the classroom and like, this is, this is what authority was like back then. It's like, it's guilt and punishment. 
it's it's uh, using fear to teach young kids and keep them scared in order to listen to them. Yeah. And it's just so insane now when you look at it, but you know, like the classroom phone would ring and I, my nervous system would be like, <gasps> like that's for me. I'm going to get called to the principal. And like yeah. when I did get called to the principal, my legs would be shaking yeah. and I'd be terrified. And I thought I was going to die. Yeah. And it's like yeah, my it's little like- body just didn't understand yeah. any of that. And these adults were just like, they had no idea what they were doing, but they, they were used to what they learned from their parents of like the, the, the fear learning in the, in the punishment and, and using that as a basis for like how we're steering these young souls and, and getting them started in life. And it's freaking crazy to realize that now it's like, wow, that doesn't work. No, I see it in my kids at school when they come home and the things they learn, I'm like, holy shit, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't want to homeschool. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm like, I've tried that, but yeah, it's it's tough. It is tough. And it's so wild too, because a lot of, I believe, you know, from my personal experience, a lot of my triggers that show up now, it just goes all the way back to my childhood, to that moment at school. Right. Yeah. And then, so it's being able to identify that moment. Okay. What does this trigger remind me of? Where does this take me? Yeah. Oh, when I was in school, I would get in trouble or what, you know, just whatever it is. Yeah. Because the trigger isn't actually what's in front of you. It's there's a root. Of course. Yeah. And and yeah, those, uh, that kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about informing the dark parts of you, like the parts that were unaware that went through that really intense scenario and couldn't understand it. And then when they show up through the trigger now, you let yourself know like, Hey, it was just, you know, when we were young, like, um, just an example of that, uh, you know, when I was in middle school and like high school, I I had a, I experienced a lot of pain around like rejection and feeling unworthy and unwanted, um, particularly with, with girls. And I hated myself because of that. Like I, I, I felt ugly. I felt like, um, yeah, I wasn't worthy of having a girlfriend or like the girl that I liked wouldn't like me back. Cause that happened a few times and the pain of that, I didn't know how to deal with. And then fast forward, you know, like 20 years later, um, a situation arises where that same trigger comes up and all of those feelings just came in, in the moment. And I was like, Holy shit, that is so much. And, but seeing it, as it was coming through, through the new eyes of awareness that I had currently. And God, when I saw that, I, I was so saddened that I had been in that prison. And I, I, that was all I knew. That was the truth for me for so long. And I was just so sad that I had to go through that as like a young, innocent little boy mm-hmm. and had to feel that. And, and so I was just offering so much compassion and like holding that part of myself and, and feeling it and being like, it's okay. Like you didn't know and, and you are worthy and you're amazing. And, and it was only your own mind that was tricking you to think otherwise. And, you know, the, the, your, your, your home now it's okay. Like literally just like talking to myself in the mirror and like, like hugging myself and going through that process and it all cleared out. It all cleared out. And it was such a beautiful moment of healing. And 
that's that's like how these things are. We're informing that part of us that just didn't understand and then it integrates. Yeah. Yeah. How did you, you know, identify that moment like back when you were younger? I mean, was it always in your consciousness that you remembered that from, you know, when you were younger with the girls? And then you, like how did you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I knew that there was a lot of like instances of that. And I had felt that a lot when I was younger, but with where I'm at now, the memory came through with the feeling, Mm -hmm. which is surprise. It doesn't always happen that way, but sometimes it does. And I'm like, oh, that provides clarity. I don't need it to show me the exact moment. I can just get a sense of like, oh, I get, I feel like I know where that's from, even though I might not see the exact scene sometimes i do but um yeah the memories have been coming through and uh in great clarity at times and and that really helps the process and i think that happens because there's a there's an openness like all right i'm willing to see that and um yeah that's such a big invitation for for all of us right now because so many people out that i see out in the world are basically operating on the emotional level of where they were at as children. Yep. And, uh, you know, our, our soul is really calling us to come out of that and become responsible, conscious adults again, and not like teenagers and and young children on the emotional level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that you use the word responsible, right? Cause that is so huge. Um, in this world as being hundred percent responsible for our relationships, for our lives to work. It's on us. Yeah. It's not on you, you, nobody else, but we act as if it is on other people, but it's like, what? No, no, no. So easy to blame. It's yeah. so easy to blame others. So easy. It's just so, it's so easy. Cause it's like, then you don't have to feel, then you yeah. don't have to do the work. It's like, oh, I'll just project on them. It's fine. Mm. So but- much easier. Yeah, it is. But there's so much freedom when you really go back inward and be like, oh, what was my part in this? Let's be responsible here. Totally. Let's start doing the work, even though it's fucking hard. Yeah. And there's just so much enlightenment that comes in that space. And again, like a death and rebirth mm-hmm. happens, right? And it's beautiful. So. And that's the only way for your desires to come through. You know, like we ask for the things that we want and we have this vision of ourselves and and what we desire to create. And then what'll happen is everything that's in the way of that, of those desires being manifested will come to the surface for us to, to reconcile. And we have to take responsibilities for those things and know, okay, that's showing up because I'm asking for a bigger life. And here's all the places where I'm not free. And life is showing me that through people and circumstances and, you know, all the symbols on the outside. And that was like a huge, and it's been, and it still kind of is in a way, uh, a big challenge for me. Um, I'm trying to catch myself from saying struggle Mm -hmm. challenge because like, I'm trying to lean into that more. I'm like these things that I've labeled a struggle. Uh, I'm trying to lean in and see, and seeing the gift of them and being like, oh, I get to go, I get to like, I know this is bringing me to a higher place. Like, okay, let's do it and get excited about it in a weird way and kind of reprogram the mentality behind that. But yeah, just being in this like Peter Pan immature consciousness within myself of like not wanting to make a choice and staying in the infinite possibility realm and kind of floating in that 
mm. and uh thinking that's freedom but ultimately it's like keeping me in more of a prison and I like refused to be response, take responsibility for that happening. And I was like ignoring it, pretending it wasn't there, but I was doing that with relationships. I was doing that with career, like what, how I want to serve people and, you know, dipping my toe in and then taking it out. And it's like, nope, you got to make the powerful choice. You got to commit to something. You got to devote yourself and, um, trust in that choice and go fully in it. And then if that choice evolves over time, great, but like, you just can't, you can't keep floating and not being responsible and just barely getting by. Cause it's not getting you where you want to go. And it's hard to look at that within yourself. Like, Oh shit, I've been doing that for the last 10 years. Like I don't, that sucks to look at mm-hmm. and it, but you got to do it without the shame and the judgment when you, when you are doing it. that's so important. And, and that was a piece missing me for missing for me for so long. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think especially for men, yeah. you know, it's like, I think it's just, I mean, they were, it's just different for men to totally. feel, to, to have compassion for yourselves, for all the stories and bullshit and just be with it all. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's, so. that's just the conditioning. That's our dads did that. They taught us that like, ah, oh, push through it, keep going. You know, like, like for me, um, commitment was an ugly word. The energy behind that, I never resonated with because my dad growing up he kind of taught me commitment was like doing things you don't want to do and um yeah like I I looked at commitment as like chores and like these miserable things that I wanted nothing to do with and and like commitment was like I would have to I loved playing hockey but like in his eyes commitment was like all right you have to go to power skating five nights a week And I didn't want to do that. And it like took the fun out of it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I started to see, like, I started to lose that. And, mm-hmm. and I saw a commitment that way of like doing shit you don't want to be doing. Mm-hmm. And then, so I would rebel my inner child or inner teenager would rebel against that. And that stayed in my consciousness. So now when I'm like, I got to commit to something, my inner teenager slash child is like, no, and fights yeah. it. <laughs> right. And it's so real. It's, it's, it's so real. We all have that in different ways, but it's it's just such, so interesting to like be able to start to see that within yourself, those mm-hmm. parts of you battling. Yeah, but man, having that awareness, you know, around that. Yeah. Oh, that's priceless. It really is, and yeah. it's so it's a cool thing. It's like having a relationship with because they don't go anywhere. That inner child, that inner teenager, they're all living in the same house. And you are like the head of the household as the, as the conscious adult that you are now. And, and you don't push any of them out or force them out. You just give them a nice home and you don't let them take control. You know, like, like you probably see that some teenagers or some like kids own their parents yeah, and like dictate, like they just, yeah, they're, they're, they're running the show. And it's within your own consciousness. Um, you know, if your inner child's throwing tantrums and, you don't, uh, you don't have compassion for that or, or give space for that. It just gets louder and it creates misery and it's, um, it's all going on within our own energy field. So it's like, when you become aware of that, um, it's all about, yeah, being a loving space for all the parts of you and, and soothing those parts and giving them what they need at times, but not letting them steer the car. 
Wow. And I love that you pointed that out because I think that's a very important part in this healing journey, you know, for really, sure. Like, yeah. Mm. Can't leave that out. Yeah. You, yeah. You can't. Yeah. It's part of it. Mm-hmm. It is part of it. It's such a mm, beautiful journey. Um, so tell me more about your, your retreats that you, that you hold and how often do you do them? Yeah. So they start, I, I started doing these in the Joshua tree a couple of years ago and we would do it with just men. And it was me and a, and a, and a amazing brother of mine, Adam. And, um, then it evolved in the last year where I was just doing them by myself. And I was the word, the phrase that was coming through is soul revival because I, we would have these experiences and I would leave them and others would leave them feeling like they were alive again. Like they knew who they were, that, that empowerment was there. They were inspired to start going out and creating this new reality and be, and being in the world more as themselves. And yeah, I got, I got the inspiration to do it because I would go to all these ceremonies over the years and it, and it always brought me back to that place. I'm like, Oh, I feel aligned. I feel like this momentum and, and, and I feel like my authentic self and it's the best feeling ever. And I'm with community we're singing songs and we're sharing stories by the fire and we're, we're doing, we're using these medicines and going deep together and having these experiences that create this really deep camaraderie and family type connection with people that you're in those spaces with. And I just got to a place of like, I love this. This is what I want to do. It's, it's my highest joy. And, you know, I'm 34 and I never thought in a million years I'd be doing uh, retreats using mycelium and cacao and hoppe and these different medicines um, as like more of a full-time thing. But yet this is what my life has led me to, at least for this season. And it's, it's what I absolutely love to do. And, and the, the, the mushrooms really speak to me, um, you know, cause they're holding the consciousness of the earth and earth is trying to speak to all of us and help us to evolve and help us to, um, yeah, get out of the separation, get out of the, the darkness because as we heal, she heals because we're all part of the same thing. We're her child. Our bodies are her children. And we're like these antennas anchoring energies into her mm. through the way that we feel. And yeah, we're, we're like little cells of, of this planet, the big body of the planet. And, um, the mushrooms speak to me and they're like, Hey, get, get us out to more people, like create more of these spaces to bring people back to their hearts, to help them remember again, to help them come into alignment. And so I, I just, it was so loud that I was like, I got to do it. And, um, there's a stigma behind mushrooms, magic mushrooms, like, right. I did it in college and I had a bad trip and, and my friend jumped out of a window, like okay. all these different things. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like the, the, the stage three trials that are going on, like it's going to be legalized very soon. Every, just like cannabis, it'll be the same trajectory mm-hmm. and the, the effect on depression that people are having from even just microdosing. Um, in the ways that it's reaching so many people and, and the positive benefits of it just is highlighting the insanity that these natural remedies were ever made illegal in the first place. And yet yeah. we legalized methamphetamines like yeah. 
like Adderall and stuff for ADHD and all these and and um, mind blowing. Yeah, like like uh, what's the like oxycontins and opiates? Like, how the fuck are were those legal and destroyed so many lives and killed so many people? And these little plants that come from the earth, wherever uh, made people were put in cages for that for for having those and selling those and being in possession of those. It just it just shows you the level of consciousness we were operating at, and thank God we're evolving and oh yeah getting back to the truth again because it's just insanity to see that it is it really is when you put it that way it's like it's mind-blowing yeah and and it's the same with with alcohol like uh, and i'm someone who i love a good glass of wine and you know like a, a whiskey drink every now and then but to have that be legal and to have that be just everywhere and accessible and like all of the domestic violence and all of the drunk driving deaths and all these different things and alcoholism, like being this really prevalent negative force um, that that just gets advertised for and sold everywhere and pushed in our face constantly. And these healing plants are demonized. It's yeah. yeah, It just shows the backwardness of how things have been for a a while. Mm -hmm. It really does. And alcohol is so scary, you know, cause I mean, I drink occasionally, you know, and not a lot, but in the past I drank, you know, after my divorce, I mean, I would go out every weekend and drink a lot, like, and, and it takes over you. You are literally like, holy shit, this is taking me down this path. I don't want to be down. And if you're not even dealing with your shit, it's going to come right up. And it's, it's so harmful to your mind and body because it just go, you just go down this spiral. Yeah. There's nothing good for you. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that term that's like alcohol in, in Latin or something like that. It means the body eating the spirit. Um, so it's like you, you become fully engulfed in like your vibration lowers so much that your, your spirit's like not, not fully there. And you're more, you're like completely identifying as the body. And not only that, like, yeah, you're kind of subjecting yourself to infiltration by other spirits to come in. Uh, and I've, and I'm, we've all seen it. We've all seen that look in someone's eye that like, like, Whoa, that person's not there. Like something else is going on there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean the, the repressed emotions too tend to come out. And for a lot of people that's, that could be anger and that can be lots, lots of different things. So mm-hmm. destruction and, and there's no management on that and you're, you can't be reasoned with and it's it's yeah it's a whole thing but i think i think the the sale of of alcohol is like compared to like once cannabis got legalized has dramatically gone down um and i think attendance for bars and things like that has really shifted um as these plants are starting to become more accessible and we're starting to get more information on like the healing benefits and and honestly like one of my favorite things about mushrooms and, and, you know, ayahuasca and some of these other things, they show me the mystical side of life. They show me that life is magic. They show me that there's so much more than I ever thought was possible. And when you're existing as pure awareness, that's when miracles can happen. That's when things can come through that weren't available before. And you start to recognize like I'm living in a soup of quantum energy. Everything is vibrating atoms 
that are uh, at the most condensed level, it's empty space. It's empty space and our five senses are making it seem so real. It's just like a video game or a dream. And when we're locked into those five senses, we have the materialism, we have the fixation on the outside world and our circumstances. And we believe that's what's true. But then when you take these medicines, you expand beyond the five senses and you realize you're so much more and you have that sixth sense where you're expanded and you're in you're in the infinite quantum realm of possibility and you transcend time and space and you're not limited by that anymore like i used to think oh it's going to take me years to do this thing or that thing or to learn this that's what the term quantum leap is you can when you get out of that five sense prison and you expand into all your awareness of everything that is which any of us can do at any time um things happen very very quickly and your body can chemistry can shift around that and your mindset can shift around that and um you can make yeah really big strides really fast and you don't have to limit yourself with like oh it'll take me years to do that so i'm just not going to do it because it's too much mm-hmm. like no you can do that shit in in a month if you really wanted to like oh, yeah totally. infinite possibility mm-hmm. mm. when did you feel like you got to that point for you i mean i you've mentioned like this has been a years and years and years in this awareness for you but mm-hmm. yeah like what i don't even know if that's the right question but i'll share like two quick stories on this because like one my most mystical experience ever in my life was with cacao of all the things i've ever done okay. the thing that was not psychoactive gave me the most mystical experience ever and i, I was in guatemala on the porch of this guy named Keith and he has a cacao called Keith's cacao and he's kind of like been one of the big drivers of cacao coming to the west and um he's like this kind of old Gandalf looking guy on a rocking chair and and people go sit on his porch to listen to him lecture Mm. and they call him the chocolate shaman Mm. and I'd heard about him and people were like you got to go see Keith and I had a vision on Hoppe two days before that and I never get visions with Hoppe but I did in this one and I saw an old man and he was on a, on a porch and he had something for me. And I told my friend and he was like, Oh shit. Like, and then we went canoeing the next day on Lake Attilan. And he's like, let's look for the old man somewhere along the river. So then when we get to Keith's house, um, I'm like, this is the guy, this is the freaking guy. And then he's lecturing and he's talking about these different things. And then all of a sudden this dude next to me starts breathing kind of heavy And I'm like, he's like sighing. And I'm like, dude, if you don't want to be here, like maybe you should just leave and not like disturb people. (laughs) Like that's what I'm thinking. Right, right. And then, and then Keith uh, points at him and he's like, oh, this gentleman's going to start us off today. And before that, he kept stopping himself during the lecture. And he's like, I can't, I can't tell where this group's going to go. I feel like we're going to go deep today, but I'm not sure. And I'm like, what is he talking about? (laughs) And then this guy, right when Keith pointed at him, he starts like fully (sighs) like taking these huge breaths. And then the girl behind him, he goes, he goes, young lady, can you tap on his head? And she's like, really? And he's like, yes. And then she taps on his head and he just starts having this full emotional release. And he starts bawling his eyes out, like wailing. And he was like, beautiful. Okay. We're going to get started now. And I was like, what? And I'm watching this. And then all of a sudden I notice my breathing, my breathing pattern starts to change. And then I'm the guy that's going, 
And then this woman, this Guatemalan woman comes and sits in front of me with this like little guitar and starts singing a medicine song. And then energy just starts exploding throughout my entire body and out of my hands. Ooh, chills. And, and I'm like, my hands just start moving around and he's like, okay, this young man is realizing that he's a healer. Like, this is great. And then my hands go behind me and this girl that's sitting there is also like kind of rocking back and forth and she's doing the breathing now. And then he, go, and then he stands up and he goes, he goes, put your hands together and put your hands under her heart. And so I do that. And, um, she absolutely loses it and starts uncontrollably sobbing. And I can feel all of that emotion coming into my hands out of her heart, literally weighing my hands down. And he's like, what are you doing? You can't hold that. Give it to them. And in my mind's eye, like I look up and in my mind's eye, there's these orbs. There's these like little tiny orbs. And I hold my hands up and like I could feel the sensation of a vacuum sucking them out, sucking the energy out. And then I felt light again, like it was all gone. And he's like, get back in there. So I was like, it felt like I was bailing water, like energetically, like water out of her sinking ship and just like putting it up to the, these orbs that were, that were sucking it out of my hands. And this like started to happen all over the porch. You were either somebody that was recognizing you were, you were a healer and that you had that energy in you, or you were someone that was there to receive a really deep healing. And it happened with like everybody. I've never seen anything like that. And like, by the end of it, it was just like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. And then I, and then I asked him, I go, I go, okay, so like, what the fuck do I do with that? Yeah. And he just looks at me and he goes, whatever you want. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was ah. like, okay, all right. And so, yeah, that was like the start of it. I, that changed everything for me. I was like, okay, life is on a whole other level mm-hmm. and any skepticism is just goodbye. And then on the mushrooms, um, on the equinox last year, Mm. one of my buddies was having a really hard time and he left and he tried to sleep it off. And I was like on the floor, I was like going through it. And I was like, Oh no, I'm supposed to be holding space, (laughs) but I'm in it so deep. But then I, I lit some Palo Santo and that anchored me back in my body again. Cause it's really good for grounding like scents and, and incense and candles and, and, Palo Santo or Sage. And so I went in with him and I immediately got drawn over to him and I said, Hey, give me your hand. And he, and he grabbed my hand and we, we became like one person and like all these emotions came through him and into my body. And I started expressing them for him because he wasn't allowing himself to feel it. And so I started crying and I started like shaking and all these different things. And we're holding our hands together the whole time. And we had this deep, deep, deep memory at the same exact time that we're, we've been here many times and that we're from another planet. And, and we just started laughing uncontrollably because we knew who we were. Yeah. And we're like, oh my God, we're back here again. Like, holy shit, we forgot everything. Like, wow, the amnesia is crazy on this planet. And we, and then he got up and he was, and he was like his higher self. He was like his, his energy healing stuff started to come through and he went into the other room and started healing one of the other guys. And, uh, we had a very interesting rest of the night. Like I remember going to my other friend and put my hand on his heart and just taking all this anger out and just like 
pulling it and he was having a huge release during that. And then I was like, ah, like expressing that anger with him. And then I could see him in another life as like a Viking, a Viking that would like wash up on these shores and just go into a village with like a giant ax and just start cutting people down, just like ruthless. And I, and he's such a nice person in this life, but like that was still in his DNA, like in his, in his uh, energy field. And I, like I was pulling that out and he was having a child the next month. So I was like, okay, spirit clearly wanted this shit to get out. That wasn't going to get handed to that little star seed. And it was just a wild, wild night. I had never experienced anything like that before. And yet, and now it's just showing me the nature of reality is like, whoa, so much more. And I'm so intrigued to keep unfolding that deep in a more deep way. And just to allow myself to have those mystical experiences. Cause I'm so fascinated by them. It's so much more interesting than regular five sense reality, you yes, know? Totally. It's so true. Yeah. So true. Well, and it's just, this is just so cool because as you share that experience, you know, how you went over to him and grabbed his, I think you said his hand or arm or something, right? Hand? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, you know, with your gifts, you were able because of your gifts to just to start this like beautiful dance of remembrance, you know, yeah. and because of you, because of you, like, and that's the power of being able to really honor our gifts and identify them because it's such an impact. Again, I know I'm repeating myself on this, but it's a huge, huge impact on people. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's, isn't it funny? We like don't give ourselves the credit for that. Or we try to like discount it because we have this shame around like not wanting to feel like we're, we're boasting or like, like for me, the biggest thing around that is not wanting to outshine anybody, like not wanting to make other people feel less than because of the way that I'm shining and being my true self. Mm -hmm. And so I would diminish that because I didn't want to give others that feeling. And that only came from, again, being a child, I would get taken out of class and I would go to this special reading group where it was all the smartest kids in our grade. And we would read these like really advanced stories and we would talk about it. And then I would go back to my classroom and my friends would be like, where did you just go? And I'm like, oh, I'm, we're doing this like special reading thing. And it's like really cool. And they saw who the kids were that were going in there. And they were seen as like the smartest kids in our grade. And then they would call me, you know, like lots of different things. But they like would chant nerd alert when I would leave the classroom and like just ridicule me for that. Ooh. And I, I could feel as an empath like that they were, they were insecure and they felt bad about themselves. Like, why am I not getting taken out of class? Why am I not going to a cool thing and getting to leave this boring freaking classroom mm -hmm. to go do something different? Mm -hmm. And so I, I stopped going because I didn't want them to feel like that. And I didn't want to get made fun of. And, and I was like, yep, that's, it's easier for me to just be status quo and to just like, I don't like making people feel like that. So I'm just not going to be a leader. I'm not going to be who I am. And it's just, mm -hmm. I, yeah. And it happened in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. From young, from my, from fifth grade. Mm. See, it starts so young and you yeah. could have kept living that like even today, you know, in this moment, you could have kept that story running. You been working for corporate miserable, yep. but here you are now changing all these lives because you're stepping into your truth. Yeah. And just cause, because of, I have the awareness of that, it's like, 
I can soothe that part of me that used to think incorrectly around that and, and couldn't see it for what it was. And, and now it's like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to be who I am and I'm going to shine as brightly as I can from a place of inspiration and from a place of inviting people into that for themselves. Cause we all have it. Every person has it. And we deny them of the invitation and the inspiration and empowerment and courage to do that by diminishing ourselves. And, oh, like, I see that you're hurting. I'm going to go down in the mud with you and be with you in that. Oh, God. Yeah. Even though I've already done that. Right. Right. And it's a big thing, good. especially for healers and spiritual people. Like, it's a big thing. It is a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because as I'm just kind of going back a little bit, but as you shared, um, you know, that story about you were five years old and, um, who are you to like, you know, do serve, like, um, hold these ceremonies own your power. And I remember last year when I kept getting, you know, um, these inspiration, these, um, prompts to serve hobby medicine, right. And hold yeah. sound baths. I had to walk through a lot of stories like, wait, you're going to serve this medicine to these people. Like how you're opening a whole nother world here. Like, how can you, and so it was just like this dismantling of all these stories. And it's like, and then after I started serving that, then I got certified in Reiki, you know, and now I'm a Reiki practitioner and being able to move energy through their body and receive tons of just profound insights on what they're dealing with and moving things out of their body and, and guides that come in and spirit animals that come in and just like, I'm just, and I'm confident in it. It's not made up. It's legit coming in. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, this is what came through. They're like, uh -huh. oh my God, oh my God. And it's cool to just be able to step in that power and own that truth yeah, and, and give up the story of, you know, whatever that is. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's, oh, it's so powerful, you know, being able to step into this um, whole new frequency and yeah. And the more you do it, the more it's, the channel opens up and more comes through and you trust yourself more and you get out of your head and start, stop questioning everything. Like, you know, if I'm being honest, I love to use mushrooms because I, I've always been in my head for so long and I'm a double Virgo in my chart and like analyzing everything. And when I'm on mushrooms, my mind totally takes a backseat. And it's not there at all. And that's why my gifts can come through super easily because there's nothing resisting it or questioning it. And it's just able to come right in. And so my, my evolution, like what I'm working on is to, to bring that into my life without needing to use mushrooms as a tool for that. But that's kind of where I'm the space that I'm in right now. And it's, it's, it's getting there, but yeah. yeah. No. And I think that's amazing. You know, it does take time. Cause I think that with hoppe and mushrooms too, like I'm in the same space, like, yeah. can I get, and can I get myself in this like space without the medicine? Yes. Okay. Yep. It's, it's a work. I can do it. Like, but it does, it takes time, but how yeah. cool is that to do something like that rather than take a pill? Yeah. It's not going to guide you to that direction at all. You know? No, it's, if anything, it's disconnecting you more from, from your spirit. And that's why, like, I just so highly encourage anyone who's on those forms of medication to just consider some of these things and, and have the courage to, um, entrust yourself and know that life loves you and supports you in, um, yeah, cleansing your, your body of these things that have helped you to not feel and to run away from yourself. 
and uh yeah know that it's gonna be it's tough like the withdrawal and, and and these things flooding back like get yourself support with community and whatever you need but ultimately like the invitation is there your soul is waiting for you to connect with it and it has everything for you and it's going to guide you every step of the way but you have to be willing to leave behind all the old facets of the old self and the old reality and and for a lot of people it's those med- those types of medications so mm-hmm. yeah mm. yeah mm. it's not easy well, <clears throat> yeah it's so true i mean oh well this has been amazing anything yeah, else i've never wanna... shared any of these like a lot of these stories i've never shared before on my podcast mm-hmm. even or yeah so thank you for bringing those through you're welcome yeah it's just been a beautiful dance and of creation and i'm excited to hear feedback from this episode i really think people will enjoy this a lot so yeah i hope so and if anything i just i hope it gives them the sense of uh yeah saying yes to themselves and and leaning into the the challenges and and saying yes to the the evolution and um yeah, just knowing that they're so worthy and so deserving of a good life and peace within themselves and uh, being who they came here to be. Like, ultimately, we got to give ourselves permission for that. But my intention is to like, give myself the biggest form of permission and then have that be, yeah, permission for people around me and inspiration for that. So that's, that's all I'm here to do. Like, that's literally why I manifested into this lifetime. And, um, yeah. I, and whatever, whatever challenges that brings, like I'm here for it. Let's go. Oh yeah. Fuck. Yes. Let's go. Yeah. Yes. And you know, too, like something to add to the listeners is you're going to get, you're going to have a moment where there's going to be a light bulb that goes off, whether mm. that's, you know, somebody you're seeing on social media, that's doing something that you're pulled to do listen yeah. to those little nudges because that's going to lead you to the next thing the next thing the next yeah. thing but it's so easy to get the little thought and be like oh we'll just do it later but when you get yes. it that is spirit guiding you yes to take action on that because that it's like i feel like i remember i had a spiritual awakening coach or i had a spiritual awakening coach last year and she was, when we were talking about coaching programs and I was just sharing my vision of things, she goes, Micah, they're coming in and giving you these little seeds to take action on. And if you don't do it, somebody else will. Yeah. So they know you're ready in that moment. They know you're ready or else you wouldn't have had the thought. You wouldn't have had it. So trust in that moment to take fucking action Yeah. because that's, it's going to pass you by. Inspired action. Yes. That's quietly a big deal what you just said because it's so easy to brush it off and be like, oh, I'll I'll get I'll get to that later or like, yes, that was so powerful, like I can't wait to take action on that tomorrow. Right. But it fades so quickly, and you have to do it when you're in that feeling because the quality of the seed that you put forth in your now space is what you your harvest is going to be in the future. So doing things from that place of inspiration is so pivotal rather than like visiting it later and from a sense of like, oh, I, sh- I should do this. Yeah, right. Way different energy. It is a different energy. Mm-hmm. Very, very different energy. And yeah. nothing moves when you just, oh, tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, nothing. No. Mm-hmm. 
the point is to stay in the flow in this dance, right? Like yeah, keep things moving. So yeah. When you wait, the universe waits too, because it's mirroring you. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. Tell you what. Ooh. Okay, Sean. <laughs> so tell everyone where they can find you about your next, you know, upcoming retreat. I mean, I know it's this weekend, right? So yeah, there's one this weekend in the Joshua Tree and one next weekend for the Equinox in New England in southern Maine. So no way. that one's that one's open. This Joshua Tree one's a little too close, but yeah. that one, if anyone's in that area or inspired to come out there, um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be epic. Uh, so oh. much magic and that portal of like the dark and the light balancing for the first time of the year is just like, yeah, it's very potent. Mm, okay. Ooh. But, okay. So do you have a website that people can go to if they want to look it up? I, I do. Well, like most of my stuff right now is on Instagram. I'm finishing the website for all of this soon in the next like week or so. But, um, yeah, for now I'd say Instagram or Facebook is, is the best place to connect okay. with me. And, and I have like Google docs and all the retreat information right okay. from there. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. So what's your Instagram handle? And I'll even put it in the description too. So they have it. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure it's Sean.Graves underscore. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Sometimes I forget that, but I know how you're like, what did I know? <laughs> yeah. It's totally fine. I'll put it, like I said, in the description. So then the listeners can just click a roo on your profile and connect. Give it a, give it a little click a roo. Yeah. <laughs> click a row. That's right. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. This has been such an enlightening conversation and you have so much wisdom and knowledge. Um, and it's just been great just getting your world. This has been amazing. So thank yeah, you. Yeah. I appreciate you Mika and everything that you're up to over there. And yeah, thank you for having me on and giving me a space for this and to connect to your audience. Super grateful for that. Mm. And yeah, just to share this path and meet another amazing human who's doing similar things so yeah mm. awesome yeah. you're welcome okay thanks mm -hmm.